Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you today for our day one recap of Tokyo 2020 Asterix 2021. It has been an epic day of competition, first full day of competition, plenty to talk about, plenty to get through. It's exciting, it's amazing, the Olympics are here. And once again, we thank everyone listening to today's show already because already our listenership base is bigger than any of the events of the attendances (laughs) in the Olympics so far. We're going to keep promoting that so we can get sponsors. More sponsors than the actual Olympics get because none of them are on board because no one's watching them, apparently, at the venues. We're watching them. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, my name is Ben, and joining me on the line, as they do for each of our day's coverage throughout these Olympics, it's a man who is so distracted right now watching something we're going to be talking about pretty much immediately. It's Jared Bathorst Lubick. Jared, uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's, it's good to be back. We are officially underway. It's exciting. It's 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 just it's it's up. Have you slept at all? Like, I mean, how how was your day in terms of falling asleep last night during the opening ceremony to getting up early this morning to watch all the events? Yeah, there wasn't much sleep. So, um, but I just figure just run with lack of sleep for the whole two weeks. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, speaking of no sleep, it's a man who's on a different time frame because he's in a different country and a country that, let's be honest, is technically beating Australia right now because they did in one sport, we did in the other, but they finished higher in another sport. So I think technically by averages, Canada are beating Australia, despite the fact that neither of us have won any medals on the first day. Colin Hilding, welcome back to Off the Podium. Thank you. And, and as we know, Canada even finishing fourth or fifth counts as a medal here. So uh, we are winning. That's all yes. that matters. Street parades already are going on in Canada for uh, Michael Woods. Uh, congratulations, your fifth place in the men's road race. So we'll be talking about that. But uh, we're, we're basically doing something unique here, kind of unique. Uh, we we want to do a bit more commentary through these games. You know, we did a bit back in Rio. I think we did the rowing. That's all we did. We like, that was fun. And then Jared famously put us on the map with his moguls call back in uh, Pyeongchang. Famous call at, uh, you know, Echo is still in the halls of famous podcast Olympic commentary still to this day. That's why we are number four <laughs> Olympic podcast, according to Feedspot. That's right, number four, the Canadian gold. Um, <laughs> so tonight, and we, we maybe do this every day, I don't know. We're going to do it quite frequently. Probably going to get sick of it. We're going to get straight into it because right now while we're recording this, Jared, what is on right now? What are you staring at? Getting a little bit too excited on your screens. I'm staring at the uh, long-awaited return of Bat Horse in the dressage. <laughs> Which <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's worth getting straight into. We want to go over the results. We want to go over everything that's happening. But uh, we want to commentate dressage because what other opportunity will we ever get to do this? Colin, we were all talking about it off air. We're thinking maybe taekwondo, maybe some gymnastics, some swimming. But <laughs> as soon as we saw a dressage, I mean, Jared, just we couldn't not let this opportunity go because Jared's just itching at the bit here right now. 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and I don't think that any of us appreciated this sport as much uh, until Jared really got us turned on to it a couple of years ago. <laughs> well, and I just have to say, I mean, I'm looking right now and that is a sexy horse. I'm telling you now, Jared did turn us on to it because Jared gets turned on by it. That's basically what it is. <laughs> and I think I do too, based on you, you're saying it is a sexy horse. Listen to the Oz Network for Ben's awkward commentary on horses. Um, so basically how this will work is um, we some of these events we might be able to actually dub in the sound behind it later on because some of these events we've been watching actually don't have any commentary on the feeds that we're watching. But unfortunately for us, we've got people talking over this horse doing whatever it's doing oh. right now. Um, How inconsiderate. I know, right? They don't think about us, do they? Shut up! (laughs) Shut up! We need to spend a couple of billion dollars, get some rights for off the podium. We can be the broadcast holders for uh, Paris. (laughs) Why not? Um, But we're going to, I guess, commentate. uh, uh, Do we want to kind of just wait until this one's over? (laughs) I don't know what's happening right now. Jared, um, I feel feel we wait till the next horse comes on. Mm, I don't don't know how long this horse has got to go. Um, I mean, Jared, have you been practicing by watching this to get your, your terminology down here? Because, again, I have no idea what this horse is doing. You know what? I haven't watched a whole lot of this today. It was just on at, like, an awkward time, and I was watching the uh, soccer, which was a complete waste. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely be a matter of um, learning on the fly, I think. Uh, Colin, again, your history, you you just obviously woken up not long ago, so I'm guessing you didn't watch any of this earlier today, but, I mean, did you quickly do a bit of Googling of dressage terminology? I, I've done zero Googling on it. And to be honest, I don't think it matters. I don't um, – even the, the avid followers of dressage are going to be correcting us on anything here. All right, well, I think maybe what we can do, we don't want to take up all episode, is, is, is maybe we each do a horse. Maybe That sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? But maybe we each do a comp- – maybe we each commentate – on a horse. Maybe I'll say that. I mean, making Ben Waterworth fantasies a little bit too much. So are we all fine with that? Maybe uh, we each just, we, we go for one each and then kind of go from there. Are we, Jared, what's, you look disappointed. Maybe you want each. more. But yeah, I was going to say they're pretty long. Maybe just do the one horse and split it into three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say this has been going on for about eight minutes, hasn't it? I mean, what's this horse doing? Um, yeah, that, that's a fair point, actually. Do we know where this competitor is right now that we are, are watching? Um, where she's from? Tokyo. Yep. Oh, hang on. There it is. Thank you. I've got Jeff on the line. Oh, we're live from Tokyo. Thank you, Colin, clarifying that. Uh, no, the competitor. Uh, she's from Rock. Oh, she's oh the esteemed Rock. Oh, great. It's great Rocky. Olympic tradition. Mm, uh, they have in you're Rock. testing that horse afterwards. Yeah, she is sweaty too. I'm just gonna say that. Like, well, it must I mean, be the drugs there. aren't working clearly. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's, she's one of the ones. Withdrawal. She's one of the ones that hasn't been caught. Um, so she's, it's, 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 it's not quite time for a methadone injection. Yet. <laughs> uh, so basically, for those listening who have no idea what is happening, we are watching the end of Rock Lobster here because that's the song of the game <laughs> for Australia right now. Uh, and whenever our next competitor on, we'll, we'll, we'll take it through. But um, I'm 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 going to let Jared start when it comes through. I think and looks over right now. Oh, she's rubbing the horse. Okay. Oh, she's kissing the horse. Wow, I, I am not at the same spot as yeah, you. Yeah, are, uh, are you are you ahead of me or behind me? I don't know. Um, I mean, is is she I'm walking off? Slow mo trotting. Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe I'm seeing. behind. <laughs> oh, this is this is a shame. If I press the live button here, maybe on uh, my channel. Thanks, Seven app. Okay, now I'm seeing slow mo. Okay, I think I've caught mm-hmm. up. I maybe wasn't live, so we'll we'll bag out channel seven. Uh, 
All right. Well, maybe let's um, hang on. Shall we? Shall we try and do this properly right now? Shall we be like Bruce and Basil and that Canadian guy that you were mentioning yesterday? And can I just say, it made headlines here in Australia today, by the way. Fox Sports are bagging out Canada for calling uh, Paddy Mills a woman. Yes. So um, you've made it. Um, oh, <clears throat> right. Yes, and we're now going to cross live to the Tokyo Dressage Stadium to <laughs> commentate on the dressage team and individual qualifier here are your commentators jared lubick colin hilding and ben waterworth over to you jared lubick thanks for that cross it's um not ideal conditions here at the equestrian center um a little bit of rain the uh, sand's a little bit soggy um good for making sand castles not so much for dressage <laughs> but they continue there's no stopping this event um rain hail or shine it will go ahead it's it's you're not wrong, Jared. It's a it's a beautiful day to dressage. Let's be honest, and uh, we we are now seeing the French competitor here, and an unusual thing from the French competitors here actually, uh, going towards something rather than running away. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Alexandre Ayash goes here. Any any uh, form here from Alexandre, Jared? Yeah. So they've started with the um, um, hot sand on the beach. Um, so just running across that softly, minimal contact. Uh, don't want to burn the feet. Uh, and just moving into more of a gallop here. It's almost like the and side what a step. gallop. Wow. It's, it's, it's beautiful form here. I mean, I haven't seen a gallop like that since that last time I watched this sport. <laughs> About 10 seconds ago. I know. Uh, the rock competitor really rocked it out. But I, what do I just you call have to this? say that the fans here are going nuts for this horse. Like, just listen to them scream. Proud favourite. I, I actually uh, was looking up this horse before and uh, posted a selfie previously with Bathorse online. So the Bathorse is in the Olympic Village this time around. So uh, I heard they're there. attending Coachella together next year. I believe so. Uh, Jared, what do, you, what do you call this uh, exact move that uh, oh. Alexandre is making the horse do? So this is a reverse parallel park. Um, and now we're forward again Um, and back to the um, hot sand on the beach it is very impressive they they get their directions right just spot on go backwards backwards go forwards forwards if I was if I was marking this as a driver to get their provisional license I would honestly say that they did that reverse park quite well and I will probably tick that little box on their form Absolutely. And, and right now, it's just the trot in the place, which is one of the harder moves mm-hmm. I've heard. Uh, takes a lot of skill to trot in place. I've tried it myself with uh, mixed results, unfortunately. Yeah, most famously used at the uh, opening ceremony on the treadmill. Yes, <laughs> right. in place. <laughs> well, we do know Japan has a traditional uh, nation when it comes to dressage. They do love it. Uh, prime time uh, every night on Japan won. It's it's huge here in Tokyo, just like this horse. Because it's sad to say though, Alexander himself is looking a little bit winded right now. I mean, this is taking its toll on him. The, the constant lifting of the reins and lowering of the reins and screaming at this horse and just berating it because it's just not going forwards when it's supposed to not going backwards. The directions are all over the place right now, unfortunately. I'd really actually like to know, uh, Jared, I'm sure you can answer this being the expert on this commentary panel today. The decision to go with one leg sort of a white-grey colour and the rest brown, is this a, is this like a protest? Is this a statement standing up for Black Lives Matter or something like that? I mean, what is this? Is this it's got a meaning to it. 
Um, I mean, bad breeding, really. Um, that's probably a 0.5 deduction there for that sock. Um, they could have coloured that in. Uh, a little bit of brown paint, but it looks like they ran out just short of the hoof there. Ooh, um, so that will be a deduction at the end of the round. Speaking of I was hoof, thinking that they're wow. taking a page out of Milos Ronich's book there with the sleeve, but, uh, but no, Jared, you, good correction there. Great form here from Alexandre, the way he's capable of getting the horse to lift its legs. Uh, I tried to get a horse to lift its legs once, but then I was promptly arrested, but that's another story. But just the way that the legs lift and go down and lift and go down and lift and go down. I mean, as you said, Colin, the crowd is absolutely loud. I've never heard a crowd this loud before at a dress argument. It is going off yeah. here right now. And you know, Jared and I uh, have often tried to get Ben to do the same leg lift. Uh, and it, it, it has worked, not quite to this uh, Olympic level, but uh, we could potentially have been in the um, galloping contests uh, regionally in Hobart, uh, possibly by 2028. 20, How many laps are required here, Jared, for Alexandre to really get into the, the ballpark here on, on the sand you're mentioning there? I mean, you know, it looks like a good run here right now, but is this good enough to get him into the part where he needs to go? Yeah, I think we're about up to the 20th lap. Um, really up to the rider's discretion how long they want to stay out there, given the conditions. Um, but this look is looking to me like uh, a 70% run at the moment. Uh, we're just seeing the classic, I don't want to go to school, it's too early move by the horse. Um, so a couple yes. of bonus points for that one. I, I did hear, though, that uh, Alexandra had been practicing the picking up the kids from school move, which I apparently believe is a very tricky one. It's up there with like a, a, a you know, the 1080 or something like that in, in snowboarding. So if he pulls that off, I'm sure that uh, the horse, and I'm, I'm actually, I've been passing the note here. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, the horse is actually called uh, Zoe Watt there, Jared. So uh, is that a traditional French name for a horse? It very well could be. Now I'm seeing here the one tempi changes. Can you explain that for the uh, the average dressage watcher today? What does that mean? Well, it's the first of the tempi changes. Uh, that's why it's called one. <laughs> and that was a pirouette to the left and now a flying change where we Ooh. don't want to see any of the hoofs on the ground. Uh, inspired by Pegasus, needs... this move. Yeah, this horse needs to be airborne in the next 10 seconds or it's going to have massive deductions and points. Oh, I didn't like that move there. That that hoof just did not sit well on that piece of sand here. Zowat is 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 bucking here. I don't I you don't know, think this looks natural. I, I I believe right now going through the horse's mind is I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it's irritating and it gets everywhere. <laughs> I actually um believe too that uh, he hates them all of them, uh, and I do also uh, believe that it is Obi Wan's fault. Well, it is a French horse, so we know it hates somebody. Now, uh, I, I like this move here. This is kind of almost like the diagonal move. I like to call this the bishop, based on, of course, their uh, correlation to chess moves. It's very similar to chess, the dressage. It's slow and boring, and often people don't get it. But when you do get it, like us, the dressage experts, we often really get into it. Oh, whoa, what a, what a hoof with that hoof. Sorry. Oh. Jeez. Cool. You don't get too excited in this one. sport, but my goodness, Jared, you... You you just had to you had to take a sip of beer there. You were that blown away. Indeed, I nearly fell off the chair. What a move! My goodness, again. You will need to excuse me for a few minutes. I might need to change my underwear. <laughs> That's a common thing in this sport, and I mean, 50 people oh, in the audience just fainted. Round of applause right now. Always oh, stop here now. Uh, what's always oh, pumping the fist? He's tapping the horse. It's 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 over. It's over. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Quite a showing there. The the French contingent. 
loving it. Jared, uh, what do you what did you think of that uh, for for Alexandre there and Zoe Watt? I mean, what what are you expecting the judges to score that on when it comes to the score? Uh, you know, I think it went quite well. I think better than the previous Rock athlete, who I think was on sixty three percent. So I'm I'm expecting uh, low seventy percent for this run. All right, Colin, your thoughts? You think that low seventy is a is a solid score here for Alexandre? Uh, I was thinking more like high 100s, uh, but I also am not quite sure how the scoring works in this, so um, we'll have to wait and see. Break it down for us, Jared. How does scoring work in dressage? Uh, well, there's a percentage. It goes up to 100, uh, and the higher the percentage, the better. Look, mm. you think we would all know that? It's a simple explanation from a very intelligent man. Jared, we appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating this score. I mean, France is on tenderhooks, the future hosts of the next Olympics. I mean, if, if Alexandre gets a good score here, uh, you know Paris is just going to sell out in, in five minutes when they release the tickets. You know, if we're allowed to go. I mean, look at the crowd there, actually. There is a solid group of media and officials behind the packed house here at the Tokyo Stadium for dressage. And look at the plat style on that horse's mane. I really do think mm. that that deserves a hair montage by Channel 7 eventually. Oh, misses out on the 70%. 68. Very Ooh. close to a good mark. What do you think um, of that, though, Jared? Is that, is that controversial? Do we feel that this could be a, a protest or something going on with it? Yeah, I think they might have to go back to the video review. Um, but it's possible that that uh, 2% difference is from that white sock. Yeah, yes. and you know what? Zowat was not happy with that uh, because it is an empty stadium. You can audibly hear him say, Zo suck it, judges. And in the great words of a great woman, Zowat, he's still a rock star. So we will see how that plays out. Uh, I believe that is all we have time for right now. Uh, I will cross back to our main studio in Off the Podiumville. Jared, uh, any final thoughts before we do cross back to those sexy three back in our studio? Ah, oh, you know what? It's just qualifying. They've gone ahead. They've forged on through the rain. Um, they've got to be proud, but um, looking forward to uh, the medal contention round. This qualifying is a little bit boring. You see kind of some of, some of the lower level competitors. Um, but yeah, looking forward to um, handing out that gold medal to a horse that um, is all one color. Colin, any final thoughts too, before we leave this very exciting event? Uh, yeah, you know, if, if anybody out there thought the regular dressage presented the sexiest horses out there, just wait till you see the sexy horses in the rain. Whew! <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's a serious thing. Uh, let's go back to our studio. Thank you for joining us today. Ah, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Jared, you just, you've been waiting that the moment for your whole life. That was like Eminem. You've got one shot, one opportunity <laughs> to capture it. And you did it. You, you, you eight miled it right there. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's just such a good sport. Mum's so spaghetti. Yeah, mm. uh, just <laughs> absolutely. Um, wow, that just happened. Um, stay tuned for more great commentary on Off the Podium <laughs> coming soon. I think we might do. I, I, I'm, I'm down for swimming finals tomorrow. Oh yeah. I think, I think we should all come together and uh, pre-record that for some nice swimming fast pace, quick. Just onto it and also there. sexy and wet. Yeah. Well. Today's been a very sexy and wet day. I just want to point that out. Not just because we watched the dressage. I, I mean, again, we're not doing video episodes, but I'll say today I've decided with no medals, one for either Canada Australia. I'm wearing Beijing gold today, people, because it's been a golden day for the city that the country that Beijing's in, mm -hmm. China, currently sitting pretty on top of the medal tally uh, at the time that we record this. 
Uh, it's been a very entertaining day, actually, I have to say. Uh, my day started off by setting my alarm for 9 o'clock, turned on the television, put on the rowing, fell asleep, and <laughs> woke up a couple <laughs> hours later. And the rowing was still on, so uh, there you go. But uh, outside of that, I mean, we'll get to what we watch very shortly. Uh, I've been a very busy beaver today watching a lot of things. But uh, let's start with you, Jared. Uh, I mean, obviously, you've just uh, gotten yourself a bit of Canadian Toronto wood by watching the dressage, but... How have you found the first day uh, in general? Have you been excited to kind of uh, get back into couch mode for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun kind of figuring out what the best way to go about watching it is. Um, Do I watch the main Channel 7 coverage um, or do I flick between different sports? And it very quickly became a matter of flicking between different sports because the main coverage just sat on the road race for... (laughs) the majority yep. of the day but no Six it's it's hours. been good i feel like i watched a lot of team sport today which is which is always good fun yeah six hours folks that's how long a road race goes for six hours um hashtag where's richie i still don't know i didn't i don't know if i saw him today uh colin what about you how you obviously a little bit different you you didn't go to bed straight away after the opening <laughs> ceremony last night i mean i guess you kind of almost i guess watched stuff went to bed got up and are watching stuff again. You're kind of in that unique position we were sort of in in Rio five years ago. Yeah, you know, basically by the time I got home from work and ate uh, dinner, it was almost time for the primetime coverage to start, which I was more excited for the network coverage uh, because, you know, they're going to break it up, do different sports, show highlights and everything, and they immediately go and show a replay of the opening ceremonies. And this is while all the live sports are starting. So I basically spent my evening going back and forth uh, between different sports. And kind of like Jared said, you're figuring out, you know, how do I want to watch this? Uh, My final way that I decided was that I was going to have my computer screen set up with the softball, have my phone set up with the volleyball, and run on the treadmill, uh, reenacting the opening ceremony. So I was uh, triple Olympic privilege this morning, or I guess last night uh, for me. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I, I tried to get it um, casting our TV. You know, we have the Chromecast. So uh, I was trying to do that, you know, after the kids went to bed. And I've discovered that uh, the Chromecast is not like the CBC app. It will crash after every six minutes. So then I just sort of waited for the opening ceremonies to end on the network coverage. And uh, they, they did have some good volleyball uh, and going back and forth to the road race. I'm curious, when you said six hours of road race, did your network just cover just the road race for six hours straight? Wow. Yeah. See, and this is why I was saying I, I uh, off air, I'm like, I was disappointed that when I just view the whole event to kind of see what happened, because I went to bed and it <laughs> was starting, I woke up and it wasn't done yet. Um, <laughs> The, uh, the the full event is the Australian coverage, but the Canadian network one was great because they would basically show it for five or 10 minutes, cut away to beach volleyball for an hour, come back for another five or 10 minutes. And I actually really like watching a road race like that. The thing that I found it, yeah, like, um, so we kind of, we have like main network channel seven and you kind of have your two digital channels of seven, two and the aptly named seven mate. And um, they would show different ones. I, the, I was kind of like Jared. I was mainly watching the app events because 
you know, I kind of had the road race on my laptop kind of recording sort of like, yeah, okay, whatever. I didn't really, I watched like the last 10 minutes of it basically sort of flicked between it because there was so many other sports and we'll get to that in a moment, sort of what I was watching. But it's interesting you say that about the commentary because I didn't realize that they would have the Australian commentary somewhere else. I know that when I was flicking between the Matildas match in that when they were sort of showing that, I think on seven, then it went to seven, two or whatever it was when the news was on, that was uh, the, the Australian commentators and that really, who is the female color commentator in that, Jared? Is she a former Matilda? Because she's got like the most monotone, boring voice in the world. Like she needs to wake up. I don't, do you know who she is? No idea. Yeah. She's almost as exciting as the SBS Japanese commentator last night. But um, when you watch, if you just press on the football on your app, you get the British commentator. So it was kind of like, oh, I can get the, you know, the ooh, the proper commentator. It was kind of, it was interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the ones on the app I found too, don't have commentary as we mentioned sort of when it comes out be good for commentary but um yeah you mentioned about the chromecast and the problems yours god i mean the channel 7 app jared is just ridiculous like it just it never wants to find my chromecast and when it does you press it then it starts playing on your phone you got to exit it start it again then you press a thing and it takes you to the website and you can't connect like oh goodness me i just i mean are you watching it off your app jared are you like getting your computer and putting it to you like your tv i mean how are you doing it um, so I'm mainly watching like the main coverage, I suppose, just on the TV, just on network seven. And then I'll stream, um, use the app just like on my phone to have like another sport in the background. But even so just the setup of the app in terms of finding what sports are on, I think is just really like clunky. Yeah. I always see like the up next and you don't know if the events like still happening. And then by like the end of the stream, they're just like running like highlights of the events. You switch over and it's like, oh, it's actually not on anymore. It's just, it's not a great setup. Yeah, no, it's it's very awkward and weird. Like I, I, I was it, I, I was going to say, was it Pyeongchang or Rio? They like, they literally had a screen where you just pressed the sport and you went there and it took you. This one now it's like, because they've integrated it just with the normal Channel 7 app. So it kind of gets confusing because all of a sudden you press on something and then it will take you to 7-2 and you're watching Bargain Hunters Australia. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Bargain Hunters Australia. So you <laughs> flick on a thing and then it takes you to a bit and it's like, there was there was more stuff this morning that was streams not available. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You're going to show all the live sports when you're not showing this again. So, I mean, Colin, do you is yours just like the CBC app that they've integrated into it or do you have a separate CBC Olympics app? Uh, well, CBC has multiple apps already. Uh, they have a CBC Sports app, which um, you know year round you can watch whatever they're covering. But uh, two weeks ago, they basically rebranded that just as the Olympics app. So now it is the CBC Olympics app, and I actually really like the app. If you watch on the phone, it's fine. It's just it won't cast to the TV well. Uh, but we can basically separate where you choose live events and you can see everything that's actually going on right now. Uh, if I were to click on a live event, I could choose to watch it from the beginning or I could just you know, click to view it live or you just go to replays and there they'll show kind of an order of where everything ended, uh, stuff that's over now. So it'll say, you know, uh, three hours ago, three on three basketball, seven hours ago, road race and all that. And so if you know when an event was on and also you can just go to a separate section, which is just the schedule where it'll show everything that's currently running and everything that's coming up. And, uh, you know, if, if it is something that's on right now, you just, again, click on live and it takes you straight to the video. I, the, the app is fantastic. It's just, I, I, I want an easy way to watch this on my TV so I'm not always holding my phone. I, I sort of use the app more than two because I, I don't, the TV I have doesn't really have the, like, right now I'm staring at a, 
it looks fuzzy to me because it's obviously not HD, whereas the app, I can stream it in HD. So like, I'm one of those people now. It's like, oh, HD, come on, you know. Um, we'll go over the results in terms of uh, the, the medalists and uh, everything along those lines, and we'll focus on obviously the Australian-Canadian ones. We'll talk about what we watched. And kind of, if you've never listened to our daily coverage before in Olympics, we basically kind of have a bit of a run through certain things and go over bits and just be comedic geniuses because that's what we're known for on all our different shows. I mean, you just heard the dressage commentary. I mean, that was fucking hilarious. Welcome to the episode. Uh, but we had 11 events today, 11 medals decided, and a couple of them are still going on as we record, so we might have some results by the end of this episode. But our first uh, event today that uh, delivered us a medal, the women's 10-metre air rifle, it went to Quan Yang of China in an Olympic record. I believe she won it on the last shot. Uh, Anastasia Galashina of Rock uh, choked. She did a Campbell. Uh, she was on board to win, and she didn't. Just, I mean, the great nation of Rock doesn't stand up for that sort of stuff. They just, they love their winners. That's why they give them drugs. Uh, and the iconic shooting nation of Switzerland won a bronze. Uh, Nina Kristen. And I, I might fact check this because I, I, I can't honestly believe that Switzerland win many medals in shooting. So I don't know if this was their their very first medal in shooting or perhaps I'm just underestimating the Swiss. And I mean, they're very neutral. Do they have guns in Switzerland? Like, I, I don't know. Did any of you know the history of shooting in Switzerland? Nope. <laughs> that speaks volumes for what I was, I was asking to, there. <laughs> trying to think of a witty, witty comeback, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about Switzerland. Well, I'm actually looking Richies. here. They they have won plenty. This is their 22nd medal in shooting, Ben. So this is their third oh, best sport in the summer. Sorry, Switzerland. All stars. <laughs> um, six gold. Please don't come shoot us. <laughs> six silver and their 10th bronze ever in shooting. So uh, apologies, Switzerland. Yes, exactly. Jeez, uh, calm down. Um, but outside of that, so we had another shooting medal decided today. The men's 10-minute air pistol went to Iran. Javed Forogi. And again, if anyone's ever listened to this, listen to Ben Waterworth mispronounce everyone's names. No offence <laughs> needed, uh, intended unless you're British. Uh, and an also an Olympic record too. Uh, Damir Mikek of Serbia winning the silver and Pangway of China the bronze. Uh, archery, I was intrigued. I love the archery. Uh, we had the very first ever mixed team event today. Went to South Korea. They defeated the Netherlands who can't quite get on the gold board. Gee, they're not they're living up to expectations. And Mexico, only their second ever archery medal. And uh, their first ever male medal winner in Luis Alvarez, uh, partnering up with Alejandro Valencia. So uh, bronze for them as well. Um, in cycling, we had Richard Carapez in Ecuador, winning Ecuador's first ever medal in cycling, and it was gold. Belgians Wout van Ert, silver. And Tazej Pogacar of Slovenia took out the bronze. Uh, the fencing, the men's sabre is on as we speak. I can tell you that South Korea's Kim Wong Hwan, Kim Jung Hwan has taken the bronze in that, as expected. Let's be honest, we all expected that uh, he was going to win that in the men's sabre. Uh, but the uh, gold medal bout is uh, about to come on. In the women's epee, Sun Wen of China, well, that should be, sorry, Yuan Sun, other way around, Ben, uh, took the gold. Uh, Romania's had the octopusy uh, silver. Anna Maria Popescu and Estonia. Bronze. Katarina Lies. What a way to start the Olympics when both Canada and Australia are being beaten by Estonia. Uh, how are we going there, folks? Uh, judo, the men's 60 kilogram. Now, Hoshi Takata of uh, Japan winning their first home medal, gold medal, uh, defeated Chinese Taipei's Yang Young Wei. 
and bronze to France and Kazakhstan. Uh, I won't go over it. This is going to be here forever. I do this. Distria Krasniki of Kosovo won their you second are, ever. You, you, you guys want to read this? Give it a crack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she won a gold, uh, defeating Japan's Funa Tonaki and bronze to Mongolia and Ukraine. Uh, I'm not pronouncing that Mongolian athlete's name. Jesus, no way. Um, the Taekwondo are happening as we speak right now, so they will be decided. And the weightlifting, I was, I will get to what we watched. I was hooked to the weightlifting today. Zihu uh, Ho, uh, an Olympic record. She killed it. Uh, she took the gold. India's uh, Seikhom Marabai Chanu took the silver. And bronze to Windy Kanitika Aiza. How's that for pronunciation? Of Indonesia. Uh, so as we sit right now, China walloped to the top of the medal tally with three gold and a bronze. And our only other multiple medal winners today, Japan, South Korea, and Rock. Uh, two medals apiece, a gold and a silver to Japan, a gold and a bronze to South Korea, and a silver and a bronze to rock. Ooh, bad, bad there. But uh, 23 countries have scored medals today. Uh, let's lead into what we watched then, and we'll go over some Australia and Canada results soon. Jared, did you catch any of these medal events today? Any of these uh, in particular that stood out to you? You know what? I did see the end of the road race after watching, I don't know, four hours of it continuously. <laughs> Um, I went away and then I was like, I'm going to come back when there's 10 kilometers to go. <laughs> Cause that seems like it should have been the strategy from the start. Um, <laughs> so I did see the finish to that, uh, which was exciting. Although the downside was because I came back so late, there was just no mention of Australia. I'm like, are we in a chasing pack? Like, where are we in this? Just, say, where's Richie? Was, where's Richie all over again? <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, saw a bit of the tennis. Uh, Ash Barty and Storm Sanders won handily. Uh, John Millman got a win, which was good. Sammy Stoza went out. Um, and then uh, saw Australia lose dismally to Canada in the softball. Jesus, oh, this guy yes. isn't celebrating that. We beat you in water polo, so suck it. That's true. <laughs> watched the revenge in the water polo. Um, and then watched the um, hockey roos struggle to a win against Japan. Yeah, I was I was wondering what's going on with that one. Um, Colin, before I get to what you watched, I will just say the the, the remaining medal ones right now. So in the uh, taekwondo, the bronze medal bout is happening as we speak. The forty nine kilo between a Serbian taekwondo Tiana Bogdanovic and Japan's Miyu Yamada. So uh, bronze will go to Serbia, Japan. The bronze in the men's 58 kilo will go to Hungary or Korea. And the gold medal bouts in both of them. So we've got Thailand versus Spain and traditional rivals in the men's of Tunisia and Italy. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And in the fencing, uh, the gold medal men's saber bout will be between Luigi Samele of Italy. And I've got a bit to say about Luigi. I watched him earlier today. Um, And Hungary's uh, Aaron Sislagi. Typical unfunny Hungarian name there. So that's the uh, gold medal bout there, which we'll get to uh, hopefully by the end of this episode. Colin, uh, what did you watch today? Uh, I just want to say for the road race, again, uh, I, I, <laughs> I've i never paid much attention to it. Um, I figured this is a more of a Ben thing. It's like the Formula One on a bicycle. Formula uh, One but... is a thousand times more exciting than the men's road race. Formula <laughs> One does not, is not allowed to go for six hours. It's got a four-hour cap. So, and even then it's because it's rain. Don't get me started. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the first time that I've really ever sat down and paid attention to it because it was sort of starting you know, as I was getting ready for bed last night 
And again, the, the way the Canadian uh, coverage set it up had me really excited. I think it's partly because I've been doing a lot more cycling lately. I, you know, years ago, I used to um, cycle. It was probably about 15 to 20 kilometers to work and then 15 to 20 kilometers home, which was exhausting. I don't think I ever do that. Lately, it's been more like 11 kilometers to work, 11 kilometers home. Uh, so when they say this is 200 and something kilometers, I mean, I was instantly like, oh, this is impossible. How does anybody do this? Um, but uh, just the fact that they were able to sort of come in and out, what really fascinated me about it, and I don't know if either of you had the same reaction, seeing a lot of the other sports that, um, you know, having no crowds, it's a bit of a downer. The streets are packed. And the, at least on the Canadian coverage, they kept pointing out, you know, thousands of people are coming out to this. You know, it, it's got to have an effect on the, the riders and all that. And just the scenery alone, I mean, you know, uh, going through the streets and then the mountains and all that, I mean, it, it was beautiful to watch. Even if you're not following the the action, it was great to watch. Um, our beach volleyball started last night. You know, unfortunately, I was able to finish uh, our – maybe we'll give them a <laughs> shout-out. What were you out. doing uh, while you were watching the beach volleyball? <laughs> nothing. Colin? Nothing. You weren't able to finish. Um, did, did, hmm. you, did You weren't watching me. Come on. You didn't see anything. You don't know. Okay. I Jamie wasn't there either. All right, so nobody yep. can claim anything. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Jamie, should we get uh, Jamie on the line right now? Are you, are you guys expecting another child all of a sudden? Is it the third time you had sex? Good job. <laughs> but but uh, it, it was fun uh, to see how they had planned. Kind of like I'm guess we're going to get in the swimming, where they get their their big walkout and introducing from, and they come out and you're seeing people who are playing to a crowd that's not there. I saw one guy. Uh, I can't remember what country he was from, where he's like pointing the crowd. It's like, yeah, right. <laughs> there is nobody there. Uh, but yeah, I, I watched some of the beach volleyball, some of the the regular volleyball, the softball, which um, I, I wasn't very optimistic in the the first um, the first inning. Yeah, I think even though we scored two runs, it was like we had a lot of foul balls for Canada. The next thing you know, I'm like. Wow, what point can I stop watching this? I think Jared had even uh, messaged <laughs> when does the mercy rule come into play. So that was fun. And then, yeah, you know, like you said, you got your revenge on the water polo, which uh, was also uh, fun to watch. Obviously, I, I didn't catch that one from the beginning. It was more halfway through, and I'm like, yeah, I think we're out of this one. Uh, I'm gonna say my star of the day, though, is oh, free you get into this already. Oh, the, oh, the sport. I thought you were talking about yeah, just athlete. the oh, sport. Yeah, yeah, that was. I completely forgot that was on, but then I watched it. I'm like. This is pretty good. <laughs> this is my new favorite sport. I mean, it's quick. It's fast paced. You, you could sit down for two hours and watch several games. Uh, I, I'm going to be glued to three on three basketball from this point forward. Yeah. Jared, did you catch any of the, the actually, and, hang on. Are we saying it properly? Because the commentators today called it 3x3. Is that the cool trendy <laughs> thing that kids are saying on the street? 3x3. Um, Jared, did you catch any of the 3x3 today? It's see a little bit uh, tonight, and yeah, it is. It's great. It's so fast paced. There's plenty of baskets. It's good. I watched traditional rivals Netherlands and Serbia in three x three, and uh, the the Dutch were getting their asses kicked, but then they came right back and had a chance to win it on the buzzer. But sadly, the typical Dutch just uh, just didn't do it. Uh, they hit a dam. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Um, I watched a lot today. Uh, once I fell asleep, I woke up and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got to catch up a lot. Lots of time. I, I saw the end of the softball. I 
when I turned it on, I think it was um, the bottom of the six when Canada got one more run, the mercy rule would have been put in place because the commentators were like, oh, they just need one more run here and it will be over. And I, I, there it is. I was still on. Oh, they were getting excited, the fact that, you know, Canada are about to whoop our ass. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this bronze thing, Jared. Um, not looking too good there. Uh, I was enthralled early by the fencing, um, particularly because... You know, getting Max on a few weeks ago to kind of explain it a little bit was was good. But I actually really liked the fact that we didn't... The one I was watching didn't have commentary because it was literally just people running at each other and poking each other with sticks going, <laughs> ah! Like, every five seconds. I had no clue! Like, because it's so fast and you can't see, like, who's getting hit or anything like that. It's brilliant. Um, and I, I'm really hoping that we can do commentary on it, and particularly on Max's bout when he when he fights in a couple of days. Now, I mentioned that the gold medal match is about to happen in the men's sabre, Luigi Samele. Uh, I caught the end of his, I'm guessing it was his first round match, and he was pumped, he was excited, you know, national hero in Italy probably because they love their fencing. He was so pumped that he ripped his knees, and he goes in to, like, <laughs> shake the hand of his competitor, like, full on, like, yeah, man, fuck, I did this. And you hear his coach, like, oh, no, 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 no. And he sort of looked, he was like shocked, and he was like, oh, COVID. So then he like kind of does the, like, the elbow thing. But you just hear this Italian coach like, no, 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 no. Don't touch him. <laughs> this guy just looks so Not shocked. clean, not clean. He was like, ah, like, no, don't let me touch him. Um, but I, I swear it's only the men because like when they had the women's fencing, they were quiet. They weren't, like, you know, doing it. Shout out to our good friend Nook Chista, our New Zealand correspondent, who <laughs> sent me a picture of the fencing and he's like, guess what I'm thinking of right now? To which I re- re- yeah. reply with a great quote from a certain movie over my shoulder, it's just a bit of sport, Nick. Uh, <laughs> love the fact that he's got to think of Die Another Day uh, when he's watching because what else would you think of? Um, I caught a bit of the handball. I love me some handball. Handball's fantastic to watch. Um, yeah, the road race. I caught some boxing. Uh, when we talk about maybe our commentary fails of the day, it wasn't Channel 7 commentary, but there was a dick commentator in the boxing today, I'll tell you that. Um, I caught a bit of the hockey, uh, Spain-Argentina. It was a bit of a brawl at the end of that game. Spain and Argentina almost came into fisticuffs. That was pretty, uh, exciting. Um, I was absolutely enthralled by the weightlifting. My, my nominee for athlete of the day is coming from weightlifting, but, uh, I actually really, really enjoyed watching that. Um, yeah, I caught a bit of the 3x3, the water polo, the beach volleyball. Can I say, water polo and beach volleyball, I hadn't seen any of the men yet. I'm sure it's equally as entertaining. It's very entertaining. (laughs) Can I just point that out? Am I allowed to point that out? It's 2021. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I like it. Um, can we all agree it's pretty good? (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Um, often the Pan Am games are used to trial Olympic sports. And when the Pan Am games were here in Winnipeg in 99, that was when beach volleyball made his debut ahead of going into the Olympics. And I'm telling you, it was sold out every single night. Um, You can guess that there's reasons why it was sold out every night. Nobody was really there for the sport, but I mean, 
it was like packed, like thousands of people in our stadium <laughs> to see beach volleyball. <laughs> I know, I know Gold Coast, uh, yeah, that was one of the really hard tickets to get during the Commonwealth Games. And obviously Sydney, famously, there was all the controversy around uh, putting it on Bondi Beach, but uh, everyone was glad that they did. Nick also messaged me because he was saying that his girlfriend wanted to watch the equestrian, but he was watching the beach volleyball. And he's like, <laughs> why do they wear so little? And I'm like, so people like us watch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember... Um, the Simpsons episode where Homer uh, climbs into bed and I Marge, I've been watching women's volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like even like normal volleyball is quite good and they wear a lot more. So mm. um, yeah, Jesus, this has been a tough year for Ben Waterworth. This is, I remember when we were trying to find me a wife five years ago. It's not going you that far anymore, but no. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, I, I got into volleyball a couple of years ago, just, just for the sport. I'm being honest, for the sport itself. And uh, the the women's um, volleyball headquarters is really here in Winnipeg. So they were doing like these charity fundraisers and stuff like this to basically raise enough money to go to the Olympics. And I got the word that it was going to be at the mall or whatever, uh, one of the malls here. And I told Jamie, we're going down. We're donating money. <laughs> We're going to meet some volleyball players. <laughs> it's like when we went to the Blue Bombers Open Day and uh, you yeah. and I were uh, fighting over a cheerleader calendar that your wife bought you. Still waiting for that it. calendar. I got it. I think it's in here. Maybe I'll break it out. I still want that calendar, Colin. <laughs> I know it's a couple of years old. I got my photos. You wouldn't get your photos taken with them. I was I was fine getting my photos taken with the cheerleaders. That was fun. Um LA 2028, my new favourite sport will be cheerleading. Don't worry. Um, I caught the archery because I love the archery. And, yeah, I watched a bit of the uh, the Matildas. And I actually did not watch too much of the swimming. Um, I don't, the, the heats. Like, I mean, do we uh, really need to watch the heats? Well, I'm, I'm going to say I, I was tuned into it, like, within five minutes before we actually started recording here. And the big shocker I saw was, uh, I think it was the heats for the 400-meter um, individual medley. And Katinka Hozu was in third, 300 meters in. By 400 meters, she finished in seventh. So something bad happened. I don't know, cramp or Charlie Horse or something. But uh, yeah, it's just not a great start for Katinka. Oh, well, she deserves it, doesn't she? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Am I the only Katinka fan? Even Jamie, I always go on. To, uh, Jamie's a very superficial person, and Jamie's like, no. there's something about this lady's face I don't <laughs> like. And I'm like, Jamie, that's a horrible thing to say. And yeah, she refuses to watch Katinka. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's people out there that are that against Katinka, but I mean, I mean, when you got a name like Katinka, wasn't that a, a, a type of toy in the 80s that was banned or something? I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know where that joke was going. Um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting day. It's been a busy day, I think, kind of in, in sort of trying to catch up. I'm actually right now, the gymnastics is on on one screen and I've turned the dressage off. Jared, I think you'll look like you're glued. Are you still watching the dressage? Is it still going? No, I've gone back to uh to the women's soccer. All right, who's playing at the moment? Who who who's on right now? Uh, it is uh, USA and New Zealand. Oh, and please tell me New Zealand are winning. <laughs> uh, no. How 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 much are New Zealand losing by? That should be the question. <laughs> Two nils are not too badly. It's the second half, bad. so it's quite respectable at the moment. Okay. Well, we'll go over some uh, results, sort of some other ones, uh, sort of our Australia Canadians. I'll start. Colin, let's go for you. Canada, I mean, I don't know if you've got them in front of you or kind of any notable ones that you want to talk about. I mean, you, you obviously got a fifth in the men's road race. Uh, and um, Phil yeah. Liggett, I don't know if you were watching much of the Australian coverage you were saying you were, obviously very esteemed uh, commentator, but he was uh, talking up uh, Mr. Woods a lot, saying that he was a real smoky for a medal. And he 
nearly came through with that. I thought he was piping for a silver there on that final sprint, but unfortunately got fifth. But uh, not to steal Canada's thunder. Any other notable ones of Canada you want to talk about today or that are being talked about in Canada right now? Uh, I mean, the softball has become a big story here. Uh, you know, we, we talked about how that's basically for the projected gold medal or it's not gold medal, definitely not gold medal, the projected uh, bronze medal matchup. But I, I, I think Canadians have, uh, at least in the media, talked down Canada to the point where it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's probably going to be Australia. Even before uh, the game, game match, we never know what to call us. Uh, it was a lot of, well, Australia won it here. Australia won this. Australia won this. Australia won this. Like Canada might have a shot. Uh, but now that's uh, kind of where all the tension is like, hey, we actually we really won. So if this is the bronze medal match, we've got one in the bag. <laughs> uh, but road race is kind of the big story here. Uh, and also, uh, I, I would say during the event, there wasn't a lot of focus on uh, I don't I don't even know our, his name. Uh, what is it again? The my, uh, Mr. Canadian. Woods, the Canadian Woods, guy, yeah. Michael Woods. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Woods. There wasn't even a lot of talk on him uh, during the event here with the coverage. Uh, obviously, closer to the end, there was. Uh, and uh, I, I think the funniest thing for me was before it started, um, Scott Russell, who was able to tell that uh, Michael was a man, thankfully. <laughs> he <laughs> was on air. And you know it's a scripted line, but it was one of these things that really made me laugh where they were trying to pump up our chances by saying, Canada has a great history in the road race. We won a medal in 1984 in Los Angeles. Like, a medal in 80, 84 that, Los Angeles does not count, and that's that our the, great history. That was the opposite on the Australian coverage. Phil Lear kept going, oh, Canada's in a bit of a drought. They haven't won a medal since silver in 1984 <laughs> in the road race. I love how, like, Canada's like, oh, great history. Australia's great like, history in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> They've done nothing in, like, 37 years. <laughs> And, and let's be honest, I mean, Los Angeles doesn't count for anything. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, half but, the uh, countries weren't there. Come on. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's still so early. And, uh, you know, because our coverage is all running throughout the night, uh, I don't think we're really going to start hearing a lot about, uh, you know, how Canada performed on day one until probably into the, the prime time tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking just through some of the other ones here just on the uh, the Team Canada website. Uh, the, the lead story is uh, Woods' fifth place. Canada's second best ever in the men's Olympic road race behind only Steve Bowers' silver at LA in 1984. Oh, good on you. Good on you. It's so Canadian. Oh, we got fifth. We've done well. I shouldn't laugh. That's better than anything Australia got today. So, I mean, you know. Remember, remember Jared, we were winning after day one in Rio? Mm. Like, what a time what to happened? be alive. I haven't even won a bloody medal yet. Um, I'm seeing here in the artistic gymnastics, the lone Canadian, Renee Coynoya, um, hoped to earn a spot among the 24 men to compete in the individual all around final. He got a score of 77.697, finished 33rd. Did not make the final, um, sadly. Uh, the only Canadian fencer, Shao Gordon, uh, in the men's individual sabre. Uh, was defeated, uh, sadly, by the esteemed Iranian fencer, Mojtaba Abendini. Wow. Uh, traditional rivals. Uh, Yvette Yong in the Taekwondo. Mm. Uh, she sadly lost in the round of 16 in the women's 49 kilo. You, you, you know of Yvette or that was made a bit of news? That was or? the only, well, well, when we were trying to cast the TV, that was the only one we were able to watch before it cut out last night. 
Right, right. Uh, our our friends over at the beach volleyball that we've sent a cheer for, and I'm taking credit for yeah. them winning today. Sarah Pavan and Melissa Humana Paredes uh, won today against the Dutch. Uh, and there's another They're pair. They're a real I shot on- at a medal. Like uh, I, I think there's there's very few. Even with Andre de Grasse. Nobody wants to say whether he'll win a medal. Well, we don't know, you know. Uh, Kylie Mass, they're not even saying. With with uh, um, Paredes, Paredes and Pavan or whatever, it's basically, it's like, yes, they will medal. It's just a question of whether it's going to be gold, silver, or bronze. And there is another pair in action. Are they playing as we speak or have their game already? We'll, we'll, we'll find that one because I know they Bansley were playing. and whoever. Yeah, uh, I'm looking here. It is oh, it has finished. They 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 lost two one uh, to China Chinese uh, you know, pair there. I so. I don't I don't quite get why the the shakeups happen. But uh, I'm I, in Rio. Uh, it was Pavan from the winning team and Bansley from the losing team who are partnered up. So I don't know where the decision is made. I'd love to have somebody from beach volleyball on at some point to to figure out how you get paired up and you know like i think we talked to uh, well we talked to a couple of tessa virtue obviously and jamie Soleil, and ultimately you know those type of pairings kind of last for life and it's coached to put them together but i almost feel like you know maybe the olympic committees in volleyball decide where we're going to put you with you and you with you yeah uh, i mean look it's definitely one on our list of sports get i mean the the ideal ones for for from an australian audience would be uh, either natalie cook or kerry Podhas, because gold medalist from sydney um that would be great uh but yeah for sure we'll, we, we'll ask those questions i legitimately do want to ask and this isn't just me being a perv like why do the women wear sort of very skimpy outfits because i would feel in a modern day when this is kind of something where you know cheerleaders are getting banned like this is the thing because it's mm. derogatory towards women in some people's eyes why do they still wear very skimpy outfits at an Olympic game? So legitimate question I'd like to ask. Um, rowing, you had uh, three of the seven Canadian boats uh, through to the next round without going to rapid charges. That's good for them. So Kelly Filmer, Hilary Jansen's won their heat in the women's pair. Uh, Conlon McCabe and Kai Langerfield uh, straight through to the semis in the men's pair. And Jennifer Casson and Jill Moffat were second in their heat of the lightweight double skulls go to the semis. And you got rapid charges for a few of your other uh, gentlemen and, and females there. Um, and in tennis, Layla Fernandez is uh, through to the next round, defeating uh, Ukraine's Diana Yastromeska. Traditional rivals, Jared, in tennis, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, it's very, very big time. Um, and unfortunately for the, your doubles pairing of Gabby Dabrowski and Sharon Fitchman, they went down to a pair of Brazil. So they went that, down. They went down. Um, the, you had badminton. I, 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 I will read through these properly soon because it's, it's going to take some time. I can't read. I'm still learning. I will just say before we go to the Australian um, results today, because there's obviously some team results that I've kind of gelled over as well. Um, we do have our fencing result that I was mentioning before. Uh, unfortunately, my man Luigi Samella of Italy went down to the Hungarians. Hungary has their first hilarious gold of these games. Aron Sizlegi uh, has won the men's sabre. Bit of a boil over there, I think. I mean, Italy and fencing go together like Canada and fourth. So... <laughs> That's a bit of a bit of a shock there. So I don't know how to feel about that. Um, 
yeah, all right. Let's go through some of the other events first. I'm so prepared. I actually was really prepared today, and I'm coming across like I, I'm I not just prepared. want to give an update. Thailand Please. just won the gold in the women's uh, 49 kilogram oh. uh, taekwondo. Good, good job, Thailand. Wow. Look at us, Australia and Canada losing to places like Thailand and Hungary. <laughs> Don't know how I feel about that. Uh, the beach volleyball owl pairing has not played yet, so I can't give any results for that. I uh, should have mentioned the uh, – no- is it right to say normal volleyball? Non-beach volleyball? Yeah, I don't know what to call it. Full field volleyball? Um <laughs> Canada uh, lost to Italy, but you guys put up a bit of a good showing there, and Italy are uh, pretty good. So I, I saw a lot of the headlines on Twitter that Canada was very proud of that, Colin. Did you see any of the normal volleyball? Yeah, well, I was watching that on my phone while I had the softball on my computer. Uh, and uh, I think after the first set, uh, it, it was looking a lot more promising. The thing is with uh, men's volleyball, indoor volleyball, I mean, we'll just call it that, uh, it's always just a question of, are we even going to make the Olympics? So <laughs> it, it's completely, it's completely right. If it's like Canada is very proud of that result still, because I'm not going to say we're a struggling team. We're, we're a, a team that's building a long-term build. Which I'm sure is good for Canada. Cause I don't, I don't think Australia has been in normal volleyball since Sydney when we just automatically got spots. Cause we're the host. So come on, Brisbane 2032, bring back, Hey, we'll get to be in handball again, Jared. So that's a positive. I like it. I do like in the Woolies Australian heroes, the only handballers they've got are from Sydney. But I think we could, we should get those guys on the show. They probably never get interviewed, right? Yeah, they might have started training again for 2032. Maybe. <laughs> Out of retirement. <laughs> uh, so the Aussies, I'm going to flick through what I've got open here. So this isn't in any sort of order, but I've just got certain pages in front of me. So uh, I've got swimming open first. So uh, we have two Aussies through to the final of the 400 metres. Uh, Elijah Winnington and Jack McLaughlin were fourth and fifth fastest there. The fastest was a German swimmer by the name of Henning Mull. Yeah, I'm not going to try that one. Uh, obviously, Mac didn't qualify in the 400, but... Uh, what are we thinking of Elijah and Jack there, Jared? Fourth and fifth. Uh, well ahead of the two yeah. Americans, though. Yeah, I think good. they've got a chance. Um, yeah. I actually, I watched that race. It was a dead heat at the end. So right. um, good way to ensure both of them went through. Classic Australian, just uh, dead heating there. Is that a thing that they do? I don't know. Um, in the men's 100-meter breaststroke, uh, so this hasn't got, uh, we've got Matthew Wilson got the second fastest time. It's looking here behind a Finnish swimmer. Is, is that a thing? Finland know how to swim? Oh no, this is the other way around. It's the slowest time, Ben. Let's do it by the fastest time. That might work. <laughs> it's not golf. Um, they were the slowest. Matthew Wilson was the second slowest behind. The slowest was a Finnish swimmer. That makes sense. So no Australians uh, have gotten through that, but looks at that there. Zach Stubbertsley Cook. And Matthew Wilson letting us down. Boo. There you go. No Canadians by the looks of things. Oh, no. Gabe Mastrametti. Yeah. Very prepared here. Colin, I'm blaming you. Come on. This should be, uh, you know, you doing it there. Um, the 400-meter individual medley. Uh, Brendan Smith, fastest for Australia. Uh, and an Olympic uh, and a national record and an oceanic record. There you, Jared, the the esteemed oceanic record. Wasn't expecting that from Maddie. Uh, from Brendan, I'm calling him Maddie. Fuck it, his new name's Brendan. Were you expecting that from Maddie? <laughs> I was not. Uh, oceanic records notoriously difficult to topple. Yeah, exactly. Well, he beat he beat a Kiwi, top two fastest swimmers into the final. Lewis Clairbert from uh, New Zealand. There, uh, wow, uh, esteemed 
swimmers going into that one. Um, the 100-meter butterfly and the women there. Uh, de- you spoke about Dead Heat. Actually, this is one of the ones I watched. Emma McKeon, Dead Heated with China's uh, Yufei Zhang uh, to go through into the semifinals. And Brianna Throssell was the slowest, but she does sneak in there. And Canada's Catherine Savard and Maggie McNeil are through to the semifinals in that one as well. Good for them. The 400-meter IM that you mentioned a little bit more before there, Colin. Uh, no Australians or Canadians through in that one but Katinka did make it though so she is through so I'm sure you're happy for the the hilarious Hungarian aren't you Colin (laughs) yes yes Jamie won't be though she's like I gotta look at her face (laughs) gotta look at her face like I don't want to do that um if you want to let's put the mickey on this right now because I'm going to say this by choking it uh if there is a guaranteed gold for Australia at these Olympics apparently it's the four by 100 meters women's freestyle and we're about two seconds faster uh, than any of the nearest. The Dutch uh, were the second fastest into the final. Canada third fastest. Well done, Canada. Penny Alexiak, part of that. Taylor Ruck, Ky- Kayla Sanchez, and Rebecca Smith. So uh, the final, uh, Australia, Netherlands, Canada, Britain, USA, China, Denmark, the esteemed swimming nation, and Sweden. So uh, league, a chance for a medal, Colin. Get on to it. Yes. Come on. Not a chance. A lock. Uh, Locke, a John Locke, let's say that. Uh, 8-5 Australia won in the water polo today, just to remind people against Canada to suck it, Canada. (laughs) You suck at water polo. You shouldn't be there. Get better at it. Um, It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Um, Nothing. uh, The men's water polo did not play today. Uh, In the, what am I looking at here? This is uh, archery. Uh, we weren't competing in that. Don't really need to have that open. Badminton, there were some Aussies and Canadians playing today, but I think we all lost. So uh, is our friends, uh, was it Sarah Singh or whatever his name was from Rio? I don't think he's he's playing, Not playing. Jared? No, I looked that no. up straight away and was very disappointed. Damn. Maybe I if you guys just... had written a better message to him last time, he'd be hey, encouraged to come back. I got to see him play in the Gold Coast. So that was that was something. Um, I'm seeing here our pair of Simon Leong and Gronja Somerville went down to a pair from Poland by the looks of things. Oh, Indonesia. Wrong flag, man. Um... Yeah, gee, confused countries, that works out well. Um, so disappointment going on there. I'm not going to throw all the badminton here. We'll be here. There's a lot of badminton going on on my screen here right now. I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, and, yeah, softball. Don't know. We already talked about that. I'm just looking here at the standings, though. So good news is, is that Australia is still in the bronze medal match <laughs> because Italy and Mexico suck worse than we do. So I think... <laughs> We obviously have to beat Mexico, and I think we get in. We've obviously beaten Italy. So uh, I, I I still think we're in the bronze medal match, Jared. It's, I think we're all but a lock there, aren't we? Yeah, I, I think so. Is, is Canada a, a chance for the gold medal match there if they win against whoever's above them? Uh, they, I think they are. I think if they beat Japan, but uh, because who Which won between Japan happen. and the US? Have they played yet? I don't think they've played yet. So, um, yeah, I, I think the talk is really Japan-USA will be the gold medal match and then it will be Australia-Canada for the bronze. But uh, never count out the Mexicans in softball. That's a very famous mm-hmm. thing that you should never do because uh, obviously they're very renowned but for their comebacks, right? Disregard Italians every time. <laughs> they just dive and fall and 
do stuff. Um, one thing I'll say, uh, the boxing, obviously, I was watching a bit of that, but there was no Australians, Canadians uh, on. But um, I don't know, Jared, if you caught the the Channel 7 thing on um, Sky Nicholson, who won a gold in, on the Gold Coast and was one of the big boxing stories in, in Commonwealth Games there. But they're talking her up as a legitimate medal chance. And I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like Sky Nicholson. She, she's got a great story. She's a nice girl. But, like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know how much you're following the boxing, but they were really pumping her tires today. Very Channel 7 of them. Yeah, I, di- I didn't follow it, but it doesn't surprise me given how much they talked us up in the soccer. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going around. It's already started day one. Uh, so much for this, not putting pressure on athletes this year. Yeah, exactly right. That was, uh, it was meant to not happen. The AOC decided not to do that. But, uh, yeah, we'll mention the, the soccer in just a moment. Um, the hockey, uh, field hockey, Colin, don't get excited. We're, we are at the right Olympics. Uh, let's uh, let's say that. Um, the, the the results are not loaded <gasps> for me. So both the hook, the hook, hooky ruse. Uh, and the and the Kookaburras did both win today. From uh, yeah, they both beat Japan. Uh, Australia beat Japan five uh, three. And did the Hockey Roos play today, or was it just the? Sorry, just, just the Kookaburras. Yeah, oh, I was just the Kookaburras won today. All oh, right, so the Hockey Roos played again today. They didn't. Uh, Canada, Colin, you did play today. How do you think you went? Did you see the result? Great summer hockey field nation of <laughs> of. Uh, which, it, and I'm in Canada, say, I'm offended. It, it, it just causes so much confusion that the sport even exists here. And I'm offended by your country because when I used to tell people I played hockey, they looked at me funny because apparently you only think it's a women's sport. <laughs> 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 Literally people like, are like, men play field hockey? Like, that's like, I, they seriously question it's... me, but they do because Canada played in men's hockey today and you got belted by Germany, 7-1. So hockey in yeah, Germany I, I, for you guys is not still going well for you. <laughs> I would never associate field hockey just as a woman's sport. Um, ringette would be the one here that if you said you played ringette, it would be like, all right, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, but God, what is it with you and losing to Germany in hockey at the Olympics? Still, still too soon after Pyeongchang. But uh, I mean, Germany That's a immediately. Low blow. Well, let's go back and do some commentary over the softball. It was one all at one stage. It was looking good. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Like, it was a huge upset when Germany beat you guys in ice hockey. It would have been a huge upset if you beat Germany in field hockey because Germany's one of the best nations in the world in field hockey. So there it is. Um, in the football, Canada got on the winning sheet tonight, 2-1 over Chile. And you're topping the group right now. So good job. Whereas the Matildas, it's actually a very entertaining match. Uh, did you did you watch much of it, Jared? I was in and out. I was watching it when we were winning and then I went away and we started losing. Um, it's your so, fault, then. Yeah, my fault. Well, Sweden got an early goal. We equalised, and we got an early goal in the second. Sweden equalised. Then they got a third. Then we got a penalty. Sam Kerr for the hat trick choked, uh, and then before you know it, we we lost the match four two. But it was actually thoroughly entertaining and uh, very good to kind of put it up to Sweden. Hopefully, uh, we can give a bit of a show against the US and go through there. Um, I won't go much over the other ones here. I think rowing, we had a bunch of votes go through. Uh, Djokovic went through, did he not? Uh, Jared, I didn't see that, but I I think that would have been breaking news if he didn't. Um, So, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff happening. This is a different... One thing I don't like about the Summer Olympics is there's too many bloody things going on. The Winter Olympics, we can just go over every single event. We're done by now. Uh, We're obviously here. It's a little bit different. Um... 
let's let's look at uh, potential athlete of the day nominations because um, I, I want to say one thing I want to clarify about our athlete of the day yesterday with Estra Kogale. Uh, she is the very first rower in the history of Sudan. I did my mm-hmm. research last night after when I posted online and thought that was something we should have mentioned last night. So congratulations to her and uh, follow her on social media. She seems like a very nice lady. But I, um, I did already. I, I woke up this morning and it, I, I it said, you know, view new stories or whatever from Ezra. And I'm like, oh, nice. She's posting. Good on her. I like that. Uh, well, Colin, you're talking right now. Who, who, I am. And, and what we're going to do, I'll say this, we're going to do it differently this year, whereas usually we would go like potential athlete there. We'd each give our nominations. We wouldn't really come to a conclusion. This Olympics, we're going to come to a conclusion because we're going to post it each day on our social media as our, our definitive athlete of the day. So I don't know how we're going to come up with, if we've all got three <laughs> different ones, but um, we can sell each other on our ones. And Colin, who, who's your potential nominee today? I'm finding it's a lot harder with these Olympics because of the, the the time difference and splitting it up where I'm just, I'm sort of rushing to consume everything before I go to bed. And then I forget half the stuff I wake up. Um, you know, I, we could say, let's wait and see if Tunisia actually wins a gold medal here in Taekwondo uh, because they're on the verge of doing it uh, with a minute 32 seconds left to go. Um, you know, China, uh, the, the first medal of the games, that, that would be a good choice. Uh, we could also just throw a nice, fun, honorable mention out there and give it to Zo What? Why not? <laughs> so What's still a rock star. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jared, do you, do you have any potentials? Uh, I think Richard um, Carapaz has to be considered the gold medal from the road race. Uh, yeah. Six hours cycling, third ever Olympic medal for Ecuador. Uh, pretty impressive achievement. The one I like too is the fact that Mr. Phil Tippett, and this kind of ties slightly into our commentary fails, whatever you want to say it, um, he was dead set certain that this guy sucked at sprinting. He was basically going, well, he's going on for a lead here right now because he knows he would lose in a sprint. Um, and they were basically saying, like, all in the pack behind him knows that they will easily out-sprint him. So, like, here he is just bagging out this poor guy. Um yeah, I mean, it was, it was a pretty cool story because he got third in the Tour de France apparently a week ago and they were saying about how he was disappointed with that. So to get an Olympic gold medal, I mean, I'm no cyclist, but I would maybe rather win an Olympic gold medal than the Tour de France, but I know that's probably the unpopular opinion. Um, my potential nominee, I, I said I paid attention to the weightlifting and there was an 18-year-old weightlifter. And before you say, Colin, no, it's not for those reasons. <laughs> Wait, that's way too old for you. (laughs) I know. She's a grandma, basically. Uh, Nina Sturks. Now, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, 18 years old. She basically was not going to qualify for the Olympics. So she had to drop down. She had to lose a bunch of weight to get into a different category to make the Olympics. And I was watching the qualifying and she was struggling to lift 81 kilos. I thought she was gone. And like... She had this, like, look on her face. It just looked like she was being held at gunpoint to compete in the Olympics. She just looked so sad. She looked so depressed. I'm like, this poor girl, what's she doing there? She fucked up her first lift. And, like, you just thought for the life of you, nah, she's going she's gonna to fail. She ended up uh, lifting 81 eventually and got through into the uh, clean and jerk phase. She ended up getting 99 was what she lifted, and she failed twice at 101. She ended up finishing fifth, but on her final lift... She thought she had got it, but there's obviously a thing where if you've got to keep your elbow straight and if you slightly bend it, like, no, it doesn't count, you get the red lights. So she kind of drops the thing and she, like, gets to her knees and she starts bawling her eyes out because she thought, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, through. Like, she would have taken the lead and a potential for a medal. 
didn't get it. They can protest in weightlifting and didn't go through. But she just sat there for a good 10 minutes crying her eyes out. She just could not stop crying. And I think it came down to a fact that she was just so emotional that she had done as well as she did. And then I followed her on uh, Instagram and she posted later on basically saying like, wow, I just finished fifth in the Olympics. Like, and she was so happy that she, and I love that. I love it when you see someone that happy to finish fifth. Like I love it when you see someone that happy to win a bronze medal, but she finished fifth. Canada. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where's Michael Woods' tears have been happy. So um, she stood out to me and cause they kept talking up this American by the name of Jordan Delacruz who choked big time. Like they were like, oh yeah, she's guaranteed to win a medal. Uh, she, she choked big time and didn't even place eventually so uh yeah uh that's that's my nominee so i guess colin you can be the deciding factor if you haven't got one you can choose between our cyclist or our weightlifter uh i mean i I love ben's story but uh i feel like on day one it would be appropriate to give it to um uh, a medalist so let's go with the cyclist Okay, I, I, I uh, we will do it. It's Richard Carapaz. The, uh, if for no other reason, the amount of hours we dedicated to watching this man already, I mean, we've covered a whole first day. That's 24 hours right there. It took like a quarter of the time of the actual opening ceremony. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> but uh, for, yeah, as, as first ever cycling medal, and as you said, Jared, uh, their third ever medal, uh, and I'm looking here, the only other two medals that they've ever won came in the sport of athletics, a gold to Jefferson Perez in Atlanta in the 20-kilometer walk, and a silver to Jefferson Perez in the men's 20-kilometer walk in Beijing, 12 years after he won a gold, he got a silver. So uh, of their three medals, only two of them have been won by like two people, basically. So, so just to clarify, we're not going with so what? <laughs> no, sadly. So I wanted to hit seventy percent, sure, but that sixty-eight was a bit of a letdown. <laughs> a bit of a... So what? Choked, Colin. Like I mean, this is a, an esteemed honor. White. It's the white leg. Oh. I know. It's yeah. Come on, like you've got to try harder next time. Um, commentary fails. Uh, Channel Seven, CBC fails. Whatever you want to call these, Colin. What are we? Canada hit us with some Canada stuff. What did you have? Uh. So the only one that really stood out to me, uh, it, it, it was more the way of the, the delivery and all that. Uh, during the softball, the uh, I don't even think it was a two-person crew. It was like a one commentator thing. And there was just sort of a moment after the first inning or still in the middle of the first inning where you could almost hear the regret in his voice that this was his assignment. Uh, I, I just, I pictured, you know, a couple hours before everybody's getting assignments. All right. So Steve, you're, uh, you're on the rowing and, uh, <laughs> Janet, we're going to have you covering the Taekwondo and, uh, Oh, Oh, lucky guy here, Ron, you get the road race. Um, so, uh, Bobby, um, you've got the softball and you just, his heart sinks. Uh, cause in the middle of Canada's at bat in the first inning, he just suddenly chuckles. He's like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's only in the bottom half of the first inning, and uh, this has been going for half an hour now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, a little bit more excitement as I guess the, the game picked up, but uh, wow, instant regret in his voice that that was what his commentary was, and that he'd be there all day. <laughs> 
I like that. I like that. And as I said to you before, uh, the the Canadian faux pas in the opening ceremony made headlines on uh, Fox Sports over here in Australia. <laughs> uh, before we get to the Australia, one thing I also want to mention the results, I should say the uh, the 12-year-old uh, ping-pong player from Syria, uh, Hen Zaza, she lost. So uh, just oh. made a bit of news today. So sad there. Jared, did you pick up on anything today? I mean, the six hours of the road race, surely. I mean, Anna, Phil, you know, they were doing pretty well. I had Anna Mears on commentary. Good on you, Anna. You know what? I think they did quite well. Uh, Phil had a couple of his usual, like, little, like, I don't know, senior moments, I want to call them. <laughs> um, when he talked about um, Carapaz winning, he's like, Colombia winning their third yep. Olympic medal. I I'm heard like, that. Oh. Yep. <laughs> like, close but no cigar. Um, but other than that, I think generally it was pretty good today. Yeah, I mean, look, I've got a couple. I, I agree with you. Like, I actually, the, from the swimming I caught, like, it's good to hear Basil back and Liesel. Basil and Liesel, the pair we didn't know we needed. There we go. That was good. Um, yeah, Phil, I've, oh, okay. The, now, the boxing one, I don't know. Again, this was like, I think, the British feed. I, I guess it's just probably just a generic IOC feed that you kind of get. And obviously, we had a British. I don't know who this guy was. I was watching a bout between a Jordanian and a Colombian. The Jordanian didn't do very well, to which the commentator wished to point out Basically said, oh, yes, and uh, he's definitely feeling sorry for himself, which is very understandable. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) As he should. (laughs) Yep. Um, I really liked the, uh, they had a British commentator, a female British commentator in the weightlifting, and she was odd. One of her lines that she was talking up about a Japanese weightlifter, oh, she must be so thrilled to be performing in front of her home journalists. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know (laughs) <laughs> this is just a complete sidebar. I don't want to forget this, but uh, Taekwondo just ended here. Um, Italy won the gold, Tunisia the the silver. But uh, they have something cool here that's making me feel a little bit better about the no spectators. I don't know if you've seen this in other sports. They have a wall that says athlete moment, and whoever wins or whatever, they go up to this wall, and it basically shows them a live video of people at home cheering for them. Oh, like that's no, actually pretty that. cool. I hope that I, I hope that the other venues have this as well. I'm like, I, I'd like to see that. I like. I know in Formula One last year they kind of did a thing when the drivers would enter like the paddock. Like rather sometimes when you go into certain tracks, you would have the fans waiting there. So they actually kind of had like they would stop and there would be like a screen and they would obviously select like a couple of fans and be like, hey, you know, Jared and Colin, he's Lewis Hamilton, and Lewis Hamilton like, hello guys, and they're like, oh my god, it's Lewis Hamilton. Oh, we love um, so they kind of did that. And then, Jared, I'm sure you've seen that when Channel 7 do on certain events, I know they did in the AFL last year, they'd have the mega wall of, like, in the <laughs> AFL, like, if Carlton were playing Carlton kick a goal, they would cut to, like, me in the couch from my pyjamas going, yay, go Carlton. <laughs> so um, I didn't – that's a good idea, though. I like that. Uh, actually, on that topic, before I go over some of the other ones here, I mean, did the crowds today, was it weird for anyone? Like, I honestly wasn't as bad as I was thinking. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, some a lot of the events I was watching were ones where y- you have everybody waiting on there. Like the three-on-three basketball especially was great because the games do go so quickly that the stands early on are filled with all the other teams waiting for their matches. So you do kind of have unofficial spectators for those. It was similar in like the beach volleyball as well. Uh, and then the road race, obviously having the spectators. So at least from what I'm seeing, if we can have it filled with, you know, the other coaches and the other athletes waiting on their events, it doesn't make it feel as empty. Uh, the, the the volleyball, though, the indoor volleyball was a little bit awkward, uh, maybe because you're not going to have people waiting and everybody just sort of has their court and you're there. 
uh, it, it just amplified the douchiness of uh, every time they spike the ball and then all of a sudden points Canada and just got have all like six guys. Like, yeah. All right, woo. <laughs> I, I think having the crowd drowning that out makes it a little less douchey. I see. I, I personally liked it when it came to the beach volleyball and the uh, water polo. Cause there was, I don't know, just, it just took nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Jared, I uh, did you, anything that you had noted with the lack of fans at all? Uh, no, not really. I think just echoing like Colin's earlier comment that it was really refreshing to see so many fans out and about for the road race. I like the one thing I liked. I actually only saw of all the medal events. I only saw the medal ceremony for the archery, and it, I, I appreciate that the Tokyo organizers still hire the the stadium announcers. Like, there's a crowd there. Like, good on them. Like, those stadium announcers got hired probably like 18 months ago, and they've still got their job. So they're still getting paid. And I love they're still very formal when it comes to the medal ceremonies. Please welcome your medalists. <laughs> and it's kind of, and I, I do love the fact that they have to give themselves the medals. Like they have to pick it up off the tray and they have to put it on themselves. So Thomas Bach today couldn't put it on anyone, and the archery they had to put it on themselves. Um, and they don't get the little uh, the weird thing they got in Rio, but the the mass Scott's tied to a bunch of sunflowers. So I don't know if you saw that. Um, that was kind of interesting. Also, is the official anthem of this song One More Time by Daft Punk? I swear that gets played a hundred times at every single venue. Maybe we can just hear it more because we don't hear this crowd. Um, other other commentary things. So the, the weightlifter, the British weightlifting commentator, there was... Um, the Indian weightlifter who got silver, they did like this slow-mo of a face and she's got like Olympic ring earrings, but they were gold. So like the, the male commentator is like, oh yes, and uh, look at that. She's even got the uh, Olympic rings as earrings. And the British commentator's like, well, she might want to change them to silver because she's only got the silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, another thing in the weightlifting I love too, the, the American choker, she had like some weird like massager, like it kind of honestly looked like a vibrator, probably was. But she was like <laughs> running it on her bloody thighs in between each bout. Um, and then I like to call them the Olympic vac- vacuumers. They had the dust busters come out in between the, the rounds of the weightlifting to dust everything up, which was kind of funny. Um, I love, I didn't see, I don't like them playing national anthems before events. Like they're doing like, like the world Mm. cup and sort of things like that. Yeah. Not the Olympics. Like when the soccer's, um, even the water polo, I think they did it. Like they played national anthems and apparently one of your Canadian, uh, water polos with the last name of Christmas was having a bit of a cry. Like she got emotional during the Canadian national. I didn't know if you saw that Colin, but our commentators were mentioning when she scored a goal, like, Oh yes, she was crying before when the national anthem, but she's not anymore because she just scored a goal. (laughs) No, I, I, I didn't see that, but uh, I noticed the same thing. I feel like the national anthems need to be reserved for a medal ceremony. I mean, that's that's what it's there for. And yeah. to play it beforehand, it just sort of makes it a regular sporting event, not the Olympics. And like, I get it, like, because it's, I mean, you guys in North America do it before every single game. Like, and I love that about you guys. Like, Australia, we only do it sort of in the finals or the grand final. But, like, it's a, it's a soccer thing. They're doing it now in cricket. Like, a lot of sports are doing it. But it's just, yeah, I don't like it at the Olympics. Um, speaking of soccer, the one thing I like, Sam Kerr, like, got a, a Charlie horse at some point in the game or something. And then the commentators stopped calling the match. They're like, oh, my God, Sam Kerr's injured. Oh, my God, Sam Kerr's injured. It's like, guys, the, the match is happening. It's like, Sam Kerr's injured. What are we going to do? Sam Kerr's injured. And one of the moments they took a break between the six hours of the road race, I did enjoy the segment of Sam Kerr saying, I like the Olympics. I like Usain Bolt. I like Simone Biles. And then, like, I like how they're just normal people. A cut to Simone Biles on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Sam. 
I'm watching the six hours of the road race. Everyday person activity, <laughs> being on Dancing with the Stars. Yep, every day. Jared's on it. next season. He is. His dressage commentary just got him onto All Stars. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the one that I, like, the archery. I remember watching the archery in Rio and we talked up, they had the Kiwi commentator. So we, he's back. I, I want to know who this guy is. I'm going to call him Full Smooth. Um, love him. Um, <laughs> so he was commentating, I think it was on the gold medal match. To which somebody scored 19 out of 20. To which he said, oh, 19 out of 20. Can't do much better than that. Yes, you can <laughs> by getting 20 out of 20. Now, I don't know if this guy went to school and did math, but 19 out of 20 is not the best you can do. <laughs> Good try, Mr. Kiwi. But no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Of course you it was a Kiwi. Very New Zealand. Oh, Brew, you can't do much better than 19 out of 20. That's like a that's a gold for New Zealand. Uh, God damn it. Um, yeah, it's fun times on the commentary. Um, I think we'll look ahead to tomorrow. We'll do some of these fan things. I like this this Canadian one we've got. I'm not paying $10 again. Can I say, I did use my $10 voucher last night to buy another T-shirt. So thanks, AOC. You tempted me into that one. So... Uh, that was something going on there. Uh, one thing actually I want to mention some housekeeping things as well. For people who are listening, we're getting great listeners and we love looking at the numbers because, again, we're getting more listeners than we are uh, fans in the stadiums. But a big shout-out to our listeners in Spain, Japan, Turkey, Israel and Paraguay. Charting in all those countries right now. Jared, wow. what have you done? I didn't realise you had so many fans <laughs> in those countries. It's good to have you back. Yeah, a big fan base in Paraguay. Clearly. Colin, your Turkish fans are tuning in in droves. Um, just my love for from Russia with love has brought them all here. <laughs> really, really are. Um, before we get to the fan things, actually, a couple of the other new things I paid attention to. Jared, I don't know if you saw the uh, Novak Djokovic photo that has gone viral uh, in the last twenty four hours by the the Belgian gymnasts. Did you see this? I did not. So the esteemed Belgian gymnast Nina Darwell. Uh, took a photo of her and a teammate doing the splits. It's a very nice photo. Uh, to which Novak Djokovic joined them, and he's doing the splits next to them. So uh, that's gone viral. Everyone's loving Novak doing the splits. Is that help him, Jared? Does he need to do more splits out there on the court, do you think? Oh, well, he's known for his retrieving game, so it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yes. Does, does, what does Jamie rate Novak on the, the attractiveness scale? Colin, do, do I need to um, ask this? If, if she brings me lunch before uh, we finish or <laughs> breakfast before we finish, I will get her opinion. <laughs> okay, thank you. We'd, uh, she's probably more of a Rafa man, I would probably say, uh, maybe. Oh, well, um, we're all more of Rafa man. I'm not. Um, there was a beach volleyball game cancelled because uh, COVID test, uh, That we should mention that. Uh, two tennis players from Georgia uh, weren't allowed to play because the Georgian Olympic Committee didn't file the correct paperwork. <laughs> What? <laughs> they showed up, Oksana Kalashnikova and Ekaterine Gorgodza were told by the Georgian Olympic Committee that they were in. So they've showed up to Tokyo and the IOC have gone, no, nah, we never got your paperwork. Sorry, you can't oh, play. So- if you had just submitted your 1082, then this wouldn't be a problem right now. Um, I, I, I don't know if you saw this Did- one, Jared. Our golfer Cameron Smith's mullet and the hairstyle that has uh, gone out there. Have you seen this photo? I haven't seen this one either. So apparently he's an esteemed golfer who's renowned for his mullet. He has shaved the side of his mullet and written A-U-S on the side of his head, shaved into his head. So, uh, yes, this for- the sport of golf has turned Happy Gilmore-esque, basically. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, look out. There's an excuse to watch the golf, isn't it, basically, when it comes true. to that? true. They're going to make it interesting somehow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I think I have for the news. Uh, anything? I There's, don't know uh, yeah, beach volleyball. Um, the, the Czech team, one of the players had tested positive for COVID, which is, had to be the most heartbreaking thing. I mean, the ones who tested positive before they got there or tested positive before the opening ceremonies. But this was like the day of, like it's day one. And it was such a last minute thing that when I turned on the beach volleyball coverage, it just said check versus whatever game will not proceed. Hmm. And it was just that. And th- th- you just had the screen flashing around the the beach <laughs> for about uh i don't know 20 30 minutes before another match actually was able to start that just kept saying will not proceed and because beach volleyball has become such a big thing here you go on twitter and all you're seeing is all these people just with question marks posting pictures of will not proceed and then it came out <laughs> later that you know she tested positive and the unfortunate thing is that you can't have a substitute player so if you're on a team if one person tests positive the whole team is done yeah. So, unfortunately, Czech Republic's out to beach volleyball, which is just a terrible way to go, you know, right before your event. And let's yeah. be honest, I, I believe... If one equestrian takes cocaine, the whole team's out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I the believe, horse, I, for that matter. <laughs> I believe the Czech Republic are having a national day of mourning tomorrow because we know how much they do love their beach volleyball over there. And speaking <laughs> of beach volleyball, Australia's playing right now, I'm seeing it's traditional beach volleyball rivals of Norway. Um, all those beaches in Norway just, uh, you know, tell you what, one of our, uh, our beach volleyball players looks like uh, he's about 87. I mean, Jesus, uh, that <laughs> the race walker from Ecuador obviously did well. But I do appreciate how they've still got the DJ going on there at the beach volleyball. So not only are the Tokyo organizing committee still paying the ground announcers, fuck it, the DJ that was going to pump the crowd up, you're still doing your DJ work at the beach. Well, go for it. There you Why go. Why not? You Why know, not? I, this this almost would have been better for the opening ceremonies, but uh, who really wants to talk about more stuff about protesters? Uh, <laughs> but they mentioned on the Canadian commentary for the opening ceremonies that they had had the sound particularly loud in the stadium to drown out because it, because there was no crowd there or anything during speeches and everything like that. You could hear the protesters even though the speakers were on the stadium, so they had to crank the volume. So maybe wow. having the DJs there is blocking out all these protesters. Maybe. Or the swearing. Because i got to say that um, here at this, uh, a couple of the AFL rounds have kind of gone back to no fans because of the, the outbreaks in certain cities. And one of the games I was watching last weekend, um, there was a goal scored. And Channel 7 didn't do a very good job of thinking that the players might be excited because all of a sudden they cut to these players celebrating and you hear this, Suck it! <laughs> it's like, great goal there by Sam Walsh. And they're like, shit, sorry about the language. <laughs> Just cut straight to him going that way. Um, now, with the fan engagement, we're so sad that we don't have the Australian team messages we can do or we don't have the my name is but we're going to do this I love this send your cheers thing I think we need to do this every day but the one thing Mm. I thought I would look at as a way of working around this is obviously both CBC and Channel 7 have their hashtags that you can use on Twitter and also so does uh, the Australian Olympic team and the Canadian Olympic team so for Channel 7 it's hashtag 7 Olympics so if you want to bag them out or talk about it that's what you can use I'm just going to read one here uh, from Britton Harris uh, be a shame if anyone interrupted all of these adverts with some sport. It's uh, <laughs> very true. Um, uh, one here from Warren2020. What the fuck is that up the shorts angle? Interesting. Hashtag gymnastics. Hashtag seven Olympics. Um, yep. And uh, Ben Scotty, 
relation of mine, I believe. This commentator is absolutely rinsing the gymnastics. Smiley face laughter, smiley face laughter, smiley face laughter, hashtag seven Olympics. Um, so, yeah, great. Um, and for CBC Olympics, no one really seems to use it that much, Colin. It's not that prop- popular. <laughs> and um, very Canadian, 3x3 basketball on at TSN Sports right now. Never seen this before. My five-year-old loves it. Hashtag CBC Olympics. Hashtag TSN. <laughs> I'm so Canadian. Dr. Hannah Elia- Elias. This is how dual nationals watch the Olympics at CBC Olympics. On one screen at BBC Sport. On the other, Canadian flag, British flag. Little fist emoji. Hashtag BBC Olympics. Hashtag so boring. Um, oh, oh, I see is Justin. It? Oh, have you found something good here, Colin? I was going to say, your know. Prime Minister's tweeting about, out give, right now. Give it about 10 seconds and then refresh and tell okay, me if well, you see anything. While you're doing that, I'll say that uh, Justin Trudeau tweeted out, to all our Canadian athletes competing in the hashtag Tokyo 2020 Olympics, thank you for being proud ambassadors for our country and our unrivaled source of inspiration for us all. Over the next two weeks, we'll be cheering you on. Good luck. Hashtag Team Canada. And then a link to a <laughs> statement by the Prime Minister. <laughs> statement by the Prime Minister. Good luck, Canada. Go, right, Colin. So Have you found it? Oh, no. I was just going to say, if you refresh, you might see something new on there that, that looks pretty good. Oh, no, but you, you got it? I'm going to let you talk. I'm talking too much here. Well, anyways, so uh, let me... <laughs> Do some work. Can anybody, can anybody see here? Oh, Colin Hilding. Oh, yeah. is anyone else using this hashtag? Zoe what? Uh, hashtag CBC Olympics. Uh, there we go. Polkatron. There you go. Jared, are you... I don't know. I, I tagged you today because uh, I got you excited. I mean, are, you, are you a tweeter during the Olympics? Is this something you like to do? Uh, I haven't been, but um, given the quality of the dressage, I might have to um, rectify that. <laughs> Tell you what, maybe we'll do some. I'll do some actual research and find good ones tomorrow, so we don't have to read these live. Um, I've got nothing on the Team Oz Hub again. I'm not paying another ten dollars. Oh, there's a there's a trivia leaderboard though. So if we actually uh, you can book your place on the Team Oz Trivia Grand Final. The top 100 will fight out. So we should have been doing this properly, guys. There's a leaderboard here. Jake McKellen is winning against Jamie Law and Tim Ayebi. Screw you guys. Um, we should be winning this. Um, yeah, we've, we've gone too long today. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, the, I, I still don't like here on the sticktogether.ca, Colin, you can only send it to the beach volleyball players or the entire team? Are they just because they're sponsored yeah. by Kraft? Is that the point? It, it could be because I, I saw, well, the other one is the diver. Uh, she's appearing in the commercials, so it could be that these are just the ones that are sponsored by them. But, um, I mean, beach volleyball is going on right now. I've got, I, I got one. Anybody else want to record? Or are we do, how are we going to be doing this? Um, I don't think that you guys can record because of the way my setup is, unless you guys have it well, open in front of you. We can submit you can... our own is yeah, what I was saying. Yeah, that, good point, Colin. Well done. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. It's your turn. You're the Canadian. I can't even yeah, okay. play any others. The, the, the option to play the other ones have gone. I really wish that we could play. Well, because they have more on there now. Yesterday oh, there were like the two. Cheese. Okay, I can see yeah. these now. There are more, but maybe you can insert them later if there's a way to do that. But I got one to record here. So who are you doing this for? Melissa and Sarah, because they're they're playing now. Okay. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Oh, stick together (laughs) wants to use your microphone. Okay. Technical difficulties. Please stand by.
Oh, we're already recording. Okay. All right. This is going to be awkward at the beginning. Go, Melissa and Sarah. All right. Yeah. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. It gets everywhere. Yes. Yes. Great start. Hashtag CBC Olympics. Hashtag seven Olympics. Hashtag OTP. Uh (laughs) Oh, I forgot that. Do it again. Start it again. Do it again. All right, I'm going to play one of these ones. You guys won't be able to hear this, but by all means, uh, our listeners can, and that's the main one here. So for, uh, is it Megan, uh, the diver? Megan Benfetto, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to play uh, this one here from Mariah or Maria P from Montreal. What does she have to say here? Let's hear this. Megan, we love you. We are so proud of you. <laughs> Go Team Canada. Woo! Pretty boring. I'm sorry, me, Mariah. Uh, yay, go team. Hey, Meg, it's Whoa. Jeff Liberty. Just want to wish you the Another best of luck in the upcoming Tokyo Olympics. Kick some butt, it. girl. Wow. Jeff L from Calgary is like, hey, girl, kick some butt in the Olympics. Go, girl. Um, <laughs> so Canadian. Jesus. Jared, you're, you're going to think of one for tomorrow. You're, you're going to be mm-hmm. cheering I'll gear on. up for it. Gear up, get excited. Tomorrow uh, we do have exciting things happening. Our first off-the-podium guest is competing tomorrow and Jamie's brought breakfast pancakes. <laughs> Jamie, is Novak Djokovic sexy? Yes, you need to give an opinion on a man here. Oh, and a man. Oh, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> does, she, does she not know who Novak Yay is? Yay or nay? Well... Kind of looks like a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, Jared, you say no, Jared happy there. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Now, now we got to get a comparison. Uh, this is uh, whether or not Ben's going to be right or we're right. Is that Steve Carell? Is, 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 is that Steve, Steve Carell? Carell. <laughs> Famous <laughs> tennis player, Steve Carell. <laughs> Iconic player. Is this Rafa? Are you yeah, showing this a is Rafa, Rafa now. <laughs> Wow, this is great podcast. Come on, the headband's sexy, right? We'd be number three if it wasn't for all these awkward segments. <laughs> Gee, Jamie, you're just a man, yes like... or no? Like, come on. <laughs> she, she kind of she... looks like a caveman. A caveman? <laughs> With a headband, though. Not an attractive caveman, though. All right. So we'll Roger is the sexiest. Clearly, Roger There's our is new the opinion. Sexiest. Jamie ranks the uh, Olympians. <laughs> um, so right. tomorrow... Kylie Mass in the pool yes. in the 100 meter backstroke heats, uh, as is uh, Kaylee McEwen. Uh, we're looking forward to that. That's one we need to commentate, I think, in a couple of days. But uh, will the off the podium curse be broken? We've only got one bronze. I'm saying you're, it. It's going to calling it, and it's it's never happened in an individual, a non-team event uh, yes. or non-relay event. So never. for real individual performances, the curse will be broken tomorrow. And if it's Jared- not. Let me just say, uh, I will give up my pancakes. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, Jared, are you feeling that this is like the Swiss multivitamins, that this is the curse that is just the new thing now that Swiss isn't part of the Olympics? Well, it depends how the Yo Pro Mojo goes. (laughs) But, um, I mean, it's got to be one or the other. It won't be both. How is the Yo Pro Mojo going? We've only had, uh, I think, Ash compete in the doubles. And she won, but the doubles don't really count. Right. And I'm expecting, like, I mean, anything less than a medal for Ash will be the curse. So she should be winning these early rounds. Look, I think we're going to really test this YoPro mojo because uh, we have a guest coming on the show after the Olympics, a winter athlete who is a bit of a shot at a medal in Beijing. And uh, she did mention to me off air that she had had some 
HBO Pro for breakfast. And I don't know if that was because it was a sponsor thing. She thought she was on air, so she had to drop it. But if there's somebody during the Beijing Olympics who will be the Yo Pro, I'm guessing it's going to be her. So we could have a double case of the curse happening for Beijing, or maybe it's a double dose of the curse is lifted. Combine them. And all of a sudden, you'll uh, win a medal. Um, but yeah, we'll see Kylie Mass for the first time tomorrow. So get excited because we've got a lot of uh, days happening throughout these Olympics where we've had guests on the show. So we'll keep an eye on that. 18 medal events are happening tomorrow, which is uh, going to be very exciting. Some of the highlights of that the uh, women's road race, which I believe only takes four hours, not six. So that's going to be exciting. Um, the women's team in the archery is happening tomorrow. Skateboarding tomorrow, men's street. Yeah. Colin, you're getting your skateboard out. You're getting excited for that. I'm well, I'm more excited just because that's the one that Jamie actually wants to watch. You know, to get Jamie to willingly sit down and watch Olympics, it's 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 not an easy task. But she's like, oh, I'm actually really curious to watch skateboarding. Well, we're going to see how that plays out. Other sports also starting tomorrow. Diving, we'll have a medal event in the diving tomorrow. Uh, full team basketball, 5x5, not 3x3. Uh, canoe starts tomorrow. Jess, Jared, were you aware that Jess hits the water? I don't know if Channel 7 advertised that at all tomorrow. Did you see that? No, I miss she potentially won some medals before. She a medal hope or something? Can't say I've heard of Jess Fox. No, she's no. definitely not an athlete. Channel Seven mentions every ten minutes. Um, get excited, everyone! Sailing starts tomorrow. I think look forward to our commentating of sailing at some point during these games, and surfing also kicks off tomorrow as well. So I'll be intrigued to see how surfing turns out at the Olympics. Um, just quickly, uh, those final medals that were just awarded since we started, uh, China still on top of the medal tally, but with four medals, three gold, one bronze and, uh, South Korea now are on three medals. So I say this every time we talk about the Olympics, I'm an advocate for do it by total medals, not by gold, but we know that's not how they do it. So 28 different countries got medals on day one. Neither of them were Canada or Australia. What is happening? People? What? what Tunisia is there. Where, where was our judo medal, you know? It's missing. It's a real letdown considering what powerhouses we are in that sport. I remember Sydney. We got a bronze in day one in judo, and I remember that was a pretty blast. That might have been our very first ever judo medal back in Sydney, and that was a big deal. After uh, Michaela Jones won silver in the triathlon, we backed it up with a bronze in the judo, and then Thorpe and crew won all that. What a glorious day one that was in Sydney. We're choking already. What did I say? <laughs> 54 medals? Come on, Australia, pick up your game. We're not Canada. We're Australia. Come on. Jesus Christ, I'm angry. That's why I'm wearing Beijing medals. I should have worn bloody You're wearing Rio. a Canada shirt right now. Yeah, because you guys did well. I was proud of it. Well done. Uh, <laughs> this is the road race. Go, Canada. Yes, we're winning. Come on. Get on it. Hashtag Team Canada. Woo. Do it for your maple leafs because they suck in real life. Um... <laughs> How did they go this year, Colin? Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. It's always a pleasure. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, day two action. If you want to stay up to date with uh, anything else that we've got going online, find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, hashtag OTP if you want to join in the conversation. We are posting our Athlete of the Day, Metal Tally, all those kind of fun things as well, not long after this episode goes up. And, yeah, we'll hopefully have some more commentary tomorrow. I'm thinking we might do some swimming. We might kind of uh, get up and do that and then include that in our episode tomorrow night. See how we feel, and uh, hopefully tomorrow night we might be able to talk about some fucking medals being won by these two countries. Jesus Christ, we should just turn into the ROC podcast. You know, we'll be <laughs> talking about this every day. Actually, can we just like let's let's take a step back. Let's do a Noah. All right, I'm here bagging out Australia and Canada for not winning medals. Have we not mentioned a certain country did not win any medals today? A certain country yeah. that wins the Olympics every single fucking time. 
Come on, America, pick your game up. <laughs> Donald Trump was president. He wouldn't put up with this. You'd be bad from the Olympics. You know, <laughs> National Enquirer into the American Olympic team. Your weightlifter should have won a medal today. She choked with a vibrator on her legs. Come on, America, <laughs> pick your game up. Jesus Christ. You're getting beaten by Mongolia. Not good enough. Traditional rivals, I know. But anyway, sorry, I'm getting angry. Um, Jared, thank you very much for joining us. I really do appreciate your expert dressage commentary. And I look forward to hearing more of it throughout these games. But always a pleasure to hear you on this show. No problem. It's been fun. And Colin, thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I I, I don't know what else to add. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to the podium. We'll speak to you tomorrow night. Good night. These are